Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Thank you so much for taking time to be part of a community of leaders who are intentional about their growth. I'm super, extremely excited today to be joined in studio by a phenomenal woman, a force to be reckoned with. Someone who is not only a gift to our city, but a gift to the world at large. We are joined in studio by a mother, a mentor, a coach, a facilitator, amongst an array of things that she does. And I'm so privileged not only to know her from afar, but to know her closely. Uh, The guest that we have in studio, she's so dear to my heart because to a certain extent she's a mother. We've literally known each other for over 17 years and she's continuously poured into my life, poured into our family's life, and one of the most selfless individuals I know. Family, help me welcome in studio on our podcast episode today, Madeleine Snur. Welcome. Hi, Zwandile. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here, and I echo everything that you say. It's been such a joy and a pleasure and a privilege to be part of your life and indeed all of the Makakula's lives um, that I've known. And um, I'm really honored to share this space with you this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time and being part of our podcast this beautiful day. I strongly believe and know that it's going to add value to our podcast family. So make sure that you've got your script, you've got your pen, and whatever it is that you need. Others I know might listen while driving, others while working out, others while cycling. And good news, she's also a cyclist, which we'll talk more about in the episode. But uh, buckle up and be ready for this amazing episode, which will add great value to you. Maybe to start off, um, especially because we find ourselves faced with a pandemic that no one expected. We find ourselves going through this uh, COVID-19, which has really affected a lot of people, economies, a lot of leaders, a lot of families. Uh, Maybe to hear from you as a leader as to how you are finding the space that we are finding ourselves in. Yes, well, it's for sure it's been a very interesting time. Um, I think that we are all faced uh, at different levels with exactly the same thing. And um, depending on your situation and your circumstances, it's more challenging for some. Um, What I've realized again is that this crisis has highlighted the importance of adaptability. Wow. Um, The very best companies and executives that own and run them have been masters of change and adaptability. So the ability to affect change and successfully adapt an organization um, to a new reality is a necessary skill. So even in individual lives, the ability to adapt is a huge factor. I've read a study by the Economist Intelligence Units. They say that the top three leadership qualities that will be important in a few years from now is the ability to motivate staff, the ability to work well across cultures, and the ability to facilitate change. That's so important. 
So I believe that adaptability and the ability to change or to be changed to fit the new circumstances is a crucial skill for leaders. As Charles Handy said, that continuous change is comfortable change. <laughs> so I've heard about um, a company in America, for instance, that was, um, it was a, um, a pizza shop and they were completely shut down in this COVID period. Um, but they were quick to adapt. They realized that the ovens could produce the correct heat to apply and make face shields. Wow. And um, they started doing that. And then there was another um, uh, restaurant in New York that they used to do sit-down meals. But in lockdown time, they started making um, lunch, you know, box lunches and handing that out. Um, and likewise, even in South Africa, yes. you know, I have a hairdresser friend that couldn't work in, in this time, and she started making face masks. Wow. So just that ability to adapt. Um, we see that churches and schools <laughs> started to give online services, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, they were quick to adapt, and they were able to support and to help their communities. Um, Albert Einstein said that the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Wow. So there's only wow. one way to survive and to thrive when we face with, with an epidemic like this. And um, that is our ability to adapt. To adapt. Podcast family, um, I don't know about you, but uh, th that right there is gold. I encourage you to pause and take a few minutes. I think it's about two minutes just to pause and listen to this over and over again, because right there you've been given a key as to how to prepare for the future. And the best way to prepare in a crisis is to adapt. How would you say this adapting looks now to an individual who's, as you mentioned, your friend who was a hairdresser, where life is no longer the same. You no longer have access to things that you would have access to. You can no longer go to spaces where you would find certain resources. Personally, how best can one maximize and move towards adapting uh, as is necessary before they are forced to adapt? You know, I think it starts with your mindset. It starts with a solution-orientated mindset, you know. Um, people that are always only looking for problems or complaining or things that's not wrong or blaming, um, they spend their time doing exactly that. They're looking um, for other people to bring the solution. They're looking for somebody else to make it better. They blame the government or uh, organizations or institutions for whatever is wrong. And they do not take the personal responsibility yeah. to use all of the great resources that they do have. Yeah, yeah. Their creativity, their, um, you know, the ability that they have. Yeah. We as spiritual people, we know that we are anointed. Uh, we were born for such a time, time of this, yeah. as this. There's no surprise um, in the, the specific circumstances might be a surprise, but um, there's so much if we are if we allow ourselves to be creative. That's so beautiful. So, what would you say? Uh, what do you think people need now from their leaders as we go through this crisis? What would you say that people need from their leaders? I think that's a very important question, Swadili. So um, you know, I believe that leaders need to be examples. 
when you lead by example, you create a picture of what's possible. You know, people would say, if Zondili can do it, if my mate can do it, I can do it also, you know. Um, when you lead by example, you make it easy for others to follow you. Wow. Um, I believe one of the biggest shortcomings in our country at the moment, in our government, in our leaders, um, is that we lack good examples. Wow. Um, we have people that's very knowledgeable and um, they speak well, but they lacking in the area of being a good example. We do not see enough examples of government officials caring and doing the right thing and making sacrifices, mm. reaching out, you know, um, and it applies to all leaders, corporate leaders, church leaders, organizational mm. leaders, school leaders. We need leaders to have strong personal leadership. Uh, leaders that walk the talk, you yeah. know. Um, we, you know, I have actually learned that a lot of leaders are just in it for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're just driving their own agendas, mm -hmm. you know, they're just looking out for their own welfare. Mm -hmm. um, and we need leaders with strong moral and ethical values. Leaders that are prepared to come to grip with the reality of what their followers are facing mm -hmm. and what they're really going through, you know. So to me, um, there's a wealth of information out there. There's so much things that's so accessible to everybody. You can actually get it without a leader. Wow. You know? But a good example that we need from our leaders. Wow. I love what you, you said as to how we need strong leaders who have grown in their personal leadership. Mm -hmm. how, how would you say that has a bearing on one's leadership, being able to lead oneself personally? And being an example, because I think you can't be an example if you've not first been intentional about growing your personal leadership. Yes. You know, we, we know, if, if you just think of a, a pyramid, we know that the foundation for any public um, leadership is a strong personal leadership. Yeah. And that really starts with yourself. It starts with um, uh, your self-awareness. Yeah. It starts with being um, open-minded, it starts with being accountable, yeah. you know, having good relationships where people can be honest with you and give you feedback. Um, it starts with continually developing yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I have found that whatever area I'm challenged in, in life, yeah. um, and it can be something of a cultural nature or a racial nature, yeah. it can be something big like the global epidemic, you yeah. know, it can be something close to home, um, like just, um, you know, being an activist for animals, <laughs> yeah. um, but it all starts with self, you yeah. know, so often we go out there and we look for, for the answers out there, there. somewhere, you know, and um, but we can, and if I maybe, you know, just yes, use please. a personal ex yeah. example um, of, of really affecting change by starting with self. Yeah. Um, I've recently celebrated my 31st wedding anniversary. Wow. And um, when I just got married, um, I prayed fervently for my husband. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I learned um, as a Christian was to pray for everything yeah. and I would pray fervently that God would change my husband because he was just a very uh, naughty man, you know. <laughs> and um, and I I remember I got hold of a book by Stormy Emotion and she talked about um, 
how change starts with ourselves. Wow. And that one principle has um, stood me in such a good you know, step for, for many years and for many areas of my yeah. life because I, um, I heard Holy Spirit when I was talking to him about my husband, um, about how he saw my husband, yeah. you know, and how I could affect change if I would start with myself. So wow. I would pray this prayer and I would say, Lord, please give my husband a new wife and let it be me. Wow. And so the change um, by starting by myself changed everything. It changed my outlook. It wow. changed how I saw him. It wow. changed what I focused wow. on. Um, and that example um, that's very close to home um, has helped me in so many areas of my life. You know, um, whenever I'm challenged with anything, any um, big, uh, even a, a global thing, yeah. you know, I bring it right back to mm. What am I thinking? Yeah. Um, how am I looking at this? Yeah. What is my attitude about mm -hmm. this? Um, you know, what is my agenda? Yeah. What motivates me? Wow. Is it fear that motivates, mm -hmm. you know, this thing that's coming yeah. up in me? Um, and I've learned that, that fear is a terrible motivator. <laughs> you know, yeah. we should only always be motivated by love. By love. Um, um, because love casts out fear. Wow. You know? And so, um, Yes, when, when we start by ourselves and with ourselves, yeah. with an open heart and an open mind and a willingness, you know, isn't it, isn't it amazing that when you are willing and when you are ready, um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, yeah. then wow. resources and courses and um, books yeah. come on your way yeah. to help you yeah. when you actually say, yes, I'm ready. Wow. That's so beautiful. Maybe to backtrack a bit, congratulations on your 35 years of being, 31st, oh, sorry, 31 years of being married to an amazing gentleman. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think one of the things which I'm learning from what you just spoke of is how you used a mirror perspective rather than a window perspective, where instead of looking at the next person, you looked at yourself which is true because we see things not only as they are, but as we are, yes. which brings the responsibility back to us to be intentional about growing and developing ourselves, which links us so beautifully into this next question. Now that you've grown and mastered your personal leadership, uh, as a leader, you find yourself wanting to be realistic because we faced with a pandemic, it's hitting hard, people are losing jobs, losing certain things, but yet at the same time, you also want to give hope. Uh, so how do you balance this as a leader yeah, while acknowledging the hardship we are facing globally but at the same time giving hope and leading not with fear as you as you encourage us and uh, inspire us but with love you know so really I, I always say um, and people that know me you know know that I say that I'm a realist yeah. so I believe in miracles Wow! Okay. <laughs> uh, to me being realistic and having hope is not separated by the hardships that we are facing. Mm. You know, in fact, we are most keenly aware of the hope that anchors our souls mm. when we are confronted with the realities mm. and the hardships. So as spiritual people, we're not hoping for better days mm. or wishing away mm. um, everything that's happening or that everything can be going back to normal or, or easy. But we are living from hope. You know, um, our hope is not wishy-washy. 
and um, influenced by the global epidemic. Our hope is steadfast and secure. Right. Is that certain confidence that we are anointed, we are going to be unable hmm. for this time, you know, such a time as this. We're not dependent on changing feelings or emotions. Hmm. We are settled in the truth that we will face every challenge with faith wow. and endurance. And we'll have the creativity to overcome it. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we can say that we know that everything will come together for our certain good. Yeah. Um, that's a steadfast hope that we have. Um, you know, and there's that little saying that says, um, it's all be okay in the end. Yeah. It's not okay, it's not the end. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so I, uh, I think we can be very realistically hopeful. Okay. You know, it's a it's an attitude of heart mm. to in every situation. Mm. Doesn't matter how dire it is, yeah. or um, you know how hopeless it might seem. Mm. We can rise up with hope within us. Um, I know that it's said that we can go a certain amount of time without food, mm. and we can go a certain amount of time without water, and even a few moments without air. Yeah. But we cannot go any time without hope. People that's hopeless in their lives, mm. you know, and um, so to encourage people in this time, it's realistic to give them hope. Wow, wow, that's so beautiful. Um, something maybe just to pull a thread from what you said, which was so profound and so huge to me. In the middle of being realistic, the posture of your attitude is important. Uh, maybe just speak more about the importance of your attitude while navigating through these turbulent times. Well, you know, attitude is everything. Yeah. I know Nick Wojcicki says that attitude is altitude, you know. <laughs> but, um, and of great people that has gone through great, great hardships, yeah. like Maya Angelou, you yeah. know, she would say, um, if you can't change something, change your attitude. Mm. And um, that is something that I've, that's also a bit really close to her mm. because I've had gone through some stuff in my life where um, I was having to go back to the start, going back to basic, going back to ground zero, seemingly um, failed and having to start over again. And the biggest determining factor in how you handle that is your attitude and having a good and a positive attitude. Wow. And, um, you know, we know that if we have an attitude of gratitude, then um, we see all the things that we are thankful for and we can be thankful for and our lives, um, you know, just get so much more meaning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, attitude is profound for, for all of us. You, you might be in a situation where you literally cannot change anything, yeah. you know. If you find yourself in a situation where there's very little that you can do um, in terms of um, changing that specific situation, just starting with your attitude, starting with where you see and how you see yourself, you know, yeah. um, that changes everything. everything. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, family, for being part of our podcast, uh, part one of uh, Take Your Lead podcast with the amazing guest that we had. Tune in for part two, which I believe will be amazing as we wrap this up and put some application to this amazing content. I love part two because it's gonna be more personal where Madeline will also be sharing some of her life stories and some of the lessons that she's learning and what she's also currently doing to develop and grow herself. Till we meet again, let's continue to change the world one individual at a time.
Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.